Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 173 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. There were no big games out last week, but the games coming out this week include A Cane, Jack Move, Construction Simulator Extended Edition, Ruya, Train Life, a Railway Simulator, The Diofield Chronicle, Spider Heck, Potion Permit, Prison Tycoon Under New Management, Prison Tycoon Under New Management Roll Call, Prison Tycoon Under New Management Maximum Security, Serial Cleaners, One Shot World Machine Edition, Beacon Pines, and DreamWorks Dragons Legends of the Nine Realms. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and it was another busy one, so we have eight to cover this week. Number one, Halo boss Bonnie Ross leaves 343 Studios. George Yang at IGN writes, 343 Industries head and founder Bonnie Ross announced that she is leaving the studio. Quote, While I had hoped to stay with Halo until we released the winter update, I'm letting you know that I will be leaving 343 and attending to a family medical issue, end quote. Ross says in a statement on Twitter. She continues, quote, I am incredibly proud of the work everyone at 343 Industries has done with the Halo Infinite, the Master Chief Collection, the Halo television series, and so much more. It has been an honor to serve alongside the team for the last 15 years and to be part of a universe that I love, end quote. In a statement in Windows Central, Microsoft says that effective immediately, head of production Pierre Heinz will take over as studio head in Bonnie Ross's place. He will lead the ongoing development of Halo Infinite, the Master Chief Collection, and future games. Brian Kosky will be the general manager of franchise, and Elizabeth Van Wyck will be in charge of business and operations. Ross has been with Microsoft for the past 28 years, and lead 343 Industries for 15 of them. She worked on a large number of Halo games, including Halo 4, Halo 5 Guardians, Halo the Master Chief Collection, and Halo Infinite. This is a complicated story, in a sense, in my opinion. I wish Bonnie Ross and her family all the best, hopefully it's nothing too too serious. I do have to just say, and this is my own opinion, that it's a little convenient that she's leaving when Halo Infinite and the Halo community is in such an uproar with how the game has been handled, the state that it has been released in, the way the seasons have been progressing. Ultimately, I think this needed to happen. I think we were calling on it a few weeks ago. We need a new fresh start. We have Joseph State in there. I mean, it does say a lot, right? We took away one person and then filled three positions with it. We can now more focus on the things that are important, and hopefully this means a year, year and a half from now, we have a much better feeling about Halo in general and Halo Infinite as a game. Number 2. Tokyo Game Show Xbox Stream 2022 News and updates on 22 games from majority Japanese developers, Deathloop coming to Xbox next week, and more. Jeremy Hinton, head of Xbox Asia, writes on Xbox Wire, Today we presented our Tokyo Game Show Xbox 2022 stream for fans of Japan, across Asia, and all around the world. We shared updates on 22 games from Xbox Studios, Bethesda Softworks, and our developer partners. This included 13 games from developers in Japan, as well as 2 games developed in China. We are thrilled to announce that Deathloop will be coming to Xbox and will be available for friends across the world with Xbox Game Pass next week on September 20th. And that from today, Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch, Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony Anniversary Edition, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Fuga Melodies of Steel are all playable with Xbox Game Pass. This year we welcome more new players to the Xbox community in Asia than ever before and we are incredibly thankful for everyone who has chosen to play with us. 
We are committed to the Japanese market and to bringing a diverse collection of stories and franchises from developers across Asia. Over the next 12 months, we will bring even more titles by Japanese and creators across Asia to Xbox fans with Xbox Game Pass, including Wolong Fallen Dynasty, Aiden Chronicle 100 Heroes, a number of games from the Persona franchise, and more. ID at Xbox, our industry-leading program for independent developers, has been instrumental to Japanese creators bringing amazing and innovative experiences to Xbox fans around the world. We now have more than 250 Japanese creators developing games for Xbox. These teams have already released more than 150 games on Xbox and introduced fans to games like Power World and Fuga Melodies of Steel, which were featured in our stream today. Since we launched Xbox Game Pass in Japan in 2020 and PC Game Pass in Southeast Asia earlier this year, the subscription service keeps evolving and getting even better. Members can play together with friends across console, PC, and cloud, and we're continuing to regularly add great games across genres, including new Xbox Game Studio titles coming to Xbox Game Pass the same day they launch. With so many creatively diverse titles joining Xbox Game Pass, we hope our community is excited to connect with friends and family through the power of play. So now you can rewatch the whole show, and there's a lot more if you want to go read into this Xbox Wire, but I'm going to read just the headlines for this just so we can recap what we already discussed and make sure we get all the key announcements in here. Play Assassin's Creed Odyssey today with Xbox Game Pass. Play Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony today. Kiriko dashes into Overwatch 2 on October 4th. Dino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch remastered from level 5. A brand new trailer from Persona 5 Royal is incoming. Remastered versions of Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable are on their way to Xbox and Windows. Guilty Gear Strive coming to Xbox Game Pass. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle Special Edition coming to Xbox Game Pass. Updates on Aiden Chronicle 100 Heroes. Pale World coming to Xbox. Fuga Melodies of Steel available now with Xbox Game Pass. Harness the power of the stars and Dyson Sphere program with PC Game Pass. Take on prehistoric hordes in Exo Primal. Exciting updates for Narika Bladepoint. A deeper dive into Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Deathloop comes to Xbox. Forza Horizon celebrates its 10th anniversary and more. If you want to go read the story, please do so. It seems like they covered a lot. And overall, the sentiment from the community seems to be pretty positive with everything coming out of Japan from Xbox this week. A strong showing and a diverse lineup of games, a lot of coming to Xbox Game Pass for that community is awesome. Number three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer modes will feature third person and raid modes. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Activision and Infinity Ward have revealed a number of new features coming to multiplayer in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, including a third-person playlist and 3v3 raid mode. While Modern Warfare 2 will primarily be a first-person shooter, there will be third-person playlists designed to offer a new tactical way to play multiplayer. Third-person perspective offers a much larger field of view and thus better vision of your surroundings, something that could be a big change for COD's classic multiplayer. Another new mode is Raid, a 3v3 mode with a focus on team communication and coordination. This mode will not be available at launch, but is coming before the end of 2022. Special Ops, the two-player co-op mode, is being revamped with large-scale hot zones. Infinity Ward has yet to elaborate on any other changes being made, but hopefully it expands the mode beyond that what was delivered in 2019's Modern Warfare and was arguably the weakest part of the package. Gunsmith, the weapon customization system, has been improved to allow unprecedented opportunities for customization. The interface will allow smoother swaps between weapons, so hopefully that means we won't be cycling through five different menus just to apply a silencer. Finally, the Ricochet anti-cheat system that protects Call of Duty has been built on a new unified security platform, which Activision says will allow the team to update the system more frequently. The upcoming open beta, which begins on September 16th on PlayStation and September 22nd on Xbox and PC, will offer the first look at Modern Warfare 2's core 6v6 multiplayer across a variety of maps and modes. 
Featured will be the Spain set Valdiris Museum, a shoot house style map called Farm 18, and the marketplace inspired Mercado Las Almas. Team Deathmatch and Domination will both be present, but two new 6v6 modes will also be available to sample. Knockout, a no response game type where you must hold the package to win, and Prisoner Rescue, a hostage style mode similar to those seen in Rainbow Six Siege and Counter-Strike. Ground War scale maps will also be available in the beta with support for 32v32 player accounts. Invasion mode will see Deathmatch played at the scale with additional AI combatants alongside regular players. Seraph Bay, a map set in the Republic's main port, will be the setting to the beta's biggest matches. I mean, it's kind of easy to say this most serious, but this seems like it's really, as we get into our next news story, the biggest Call of Duty ever, with a lot of positive feedback around it. I'm pretty excited, honestly. Let's get into the second one. Story number four, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 brings major changes to the formula, including PvE faction. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Activision and Infinity Ward have announced the first details for Call of Duty Warzone 2.0, the successor to the incredibly popular Battle Royale. Among the major changes are a new AI faction that will present during matches and a new approach to the genre's staple circle mechanic. Warzone 2.0 will be a quote, fully revamped experience, end quote, built from the ground up specifically for new generation systems, and the new Modern Warfare 2 engine. It will launch on November 16th, a couple of weeks after Modern Warfare 2's release, and will remain a free-to-play game. Rather than a return to Verdansk or Caldera, Warzone 2.0's map is set in the desert of Al-Mazra, a fictional region of Western Asia. The map will be made up of a number of locations which for the first time will be populated by an AI faction. Infinity Ward hopes that adding some PvE to Warzone will bring the world of Al-Muraza to life and add higher stakes and more realistic combat scenarios. Further changes come through the shrinking circle mechanic which has now been changed to use multiple circles. No details were given on how this works, but multiple circles are said to be change endgame scenarios, suggesting that there may be multiple ways that the circle behaves. Warzone's key differentiating feature the respawn mechanic that is the Gulag will also return in a new form, Gulag 2.0, ups the battles from 1v1 to 2v2, and will require players to loot for weapons and contend with a character called the Jailer. Again, no more details were provided, but it sounds like this core mechanic will be at least different from what we're used to. It's not clear if Warzone will include modes like Rebirth, but we do know it will have at least two modes at launch, that classic Battle Royale and something called DMZ, which is described as an all-new sandbox experience. Warzone will not just be on console and PC though, Call of Duty Warzone Mobile is also in the works and will bring 120 player Battle Royale to iOS and Android phones and tablets in 2023. While not exactly a portable version of Warzone 2.0, it does share some tech and even has a shared battle pass and social features to ensure coherence between the two versions. It will also have specific mobile events, playlists, and content. This one I think is exciting, but I'm a little cautious. Some of these changes, I don't know if they're going to work for me, and I think it's going to divide the community pretty significantly since the game is so different from Warzone, I guess we'll call it 1.0 now. Regardless, I can't wait to play the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, I love the reboot campaign, and I can't wait to get my hands on this new Warzone 2.0. I played so much of Warzone when it first came out, and then just fell off. The cheating, the loadouts, I couldn't keep up with it, the weapons you had to grind to to unlock that were better than everything else, the maps, I hated Caldera. I'm hoping that this map and Warzone 2.0 pulls me back in. Number five, Halo Infinite Forge detailed a new four-part series. Tom West at True Achievements writes, Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries has released the first video in a four-part series that dives into different aspects of the game's Forge mode, giving us an overview of the tools at our disposal. Forge is the mode that's been a staple of the series since its introduction in Halo 3, and while it was initially designed as an object layout editor, it's grown into a full map creator, which allows players to build maps and environments from scratch or redesign existing ones to suit their needs. 
Halo Infinite's winter update will add Forge mode alongside campaign co-op for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PC, and Xbox Game Pass. The first video in the Halo Infinite Forge Fundamentals 4-part series is based on the mode's building mechanics. 343 Industries Forge lead designer Michael Schor and multiplayer level designer Cliff Schult showcase some of the results you can achieve by using the latest edition of the editor. For an even closer look, check out some of the creations from a leaked build on PC, which you can find online. We're not going to touch on this every time they release a new video, but I wanted to put this on everyone's radar as some of the things coming out of these Halo Forge creators that have it is freaking awesome. It looks so good. It looks so fun. This really could be the shot in the arm that the Halo Infinite community and the game really needs. Number six, Nintendo 64's GoldenEye 007 confirmed for Switch Online and Xbox Game Pass. Let's get into this messy story with a number of updates from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. He writes, Let's get into the first update on the story, as the original one really just talks about the Nintendo Switch version. Rare has confirmed that GoldenEye 007 is also coming to Xbox alongside Nintendo Switch following months of rumors. Confirmed in a tweet, the Xbox game isn't confirmed to be the same version as that on Nintendo Switch, but will feature achievements, 4K resolution, and a smoother frame rate. Now, the second update to the story. The Xbox remaster of GoldenEye 007 will not include online multiplayer, which will instead be exclusive to the Nintendo Switch version of the game. As revealed by 007.com, the two versions of GoldenEye, despite being announced at the same time, will not include the same features. The Nintendo version appears to be staying relatively similar to the original but with the addition of online multiplayer and will be added as a standard N64 game to the Switch Online library. The Xbox version on the other hand will be a remastered version of the 1997 original with updated controls meaning modern dual analog stick support and improved graphics and frame rate. Listen, Nintendo 64's GoldenEye 007 is one of the games I've played most in my life. Now, as a kid, that felt like 2,000 hours. Maybe it wasn't that much, but I absolutely loved this game. I adored it. We tried to go play it a couple years back with my friends. It was atrocious to control. It's a nostalgia-fueled trip for me. I can't wait to play this on Xbox Game Pass, go through the campaign again. But man, does it stink that we can't get online with our friends and play it on Game Pass. It's just simply baffling. I don't know what kind of deal Nintendo made or fight they put up so that they could have that. This sucks for the community. But hey, we get this game in a new version, I can't wait to play it. And number 7, Ubisoft's big AAA games will now be priced at $70. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, Ubisoft CEO Yves Gilmont discussed the pricing of Ubisoft games with Skull & Bones already priced at $70. The quote, big AAA games, end quote, of Ubisoft's feature will also be on offer for $70. Skull & Bones featured recently in Ubisoft Forward or an Assassin's Creed showcase also brought us the reveal of Assassin's Creed Mirage, and confirmation of an open-world Assassin's Creed RPG. We knew Skull & Bones was already priced at $70, but Guillermo has confirmed that big AAA games will also be priced at $70 going forward. Quote, some of the games will come at the same price as the competition. The big AAA games will come at $70, and quote, Guillermo says in an interview with Axios. Just wanted to put this on everyone's radar. I don't think this would be a surprise to really anyone at this point. Game prices needed to go up to combat inflation. Obviously, it sucks for our wallets, but games are so expensive to make now. It was inevitable. I wouldn't be surprised in, say, two years they don't go up again, or even sooner. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and since we were talking about Halo this week, let's do another Halo lore fact. Credit to GamesRadar for this one. The Covenant eventually split apart before finally making peace with humanity. But all wasn't well in the House of Covenant, near the end of the war when victory seemed all but inevitable, an event that would eventually be known as the Great Schism occurred. The Prophet of Truth moved into the Jeharlian Brutes, who were seen as dim-witted warriors be promoted within the ranks above the elites. 
This came after the elites failed to protect one of the prophets from a Spartan who marched right up and killed him in the face. At the same time, an elite by the name of Arbiter Thelvadim discovered what the Halo Rings really did and reported back on the prophets' lies. The elites didn't take kindly to either of these things and succeeded from the Covenant. Without their support, humanity eventually overtook the Covenant and won the war. I think I enjoy reading more about the Halo War through these fun facts than I actually get from playing the games. Maybe that's me, and maybe I'm just not paying attention enough, but hey, teach it our own. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service. Do me a favor, share with your friends and leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've jumped into restarting my playthrough of God of War on the PS5 in anticipation for God of War Ragnarok. Having an absolute blast. Not sure what I'll be playing next on my Xbox, but we do have Deathloop coming out next week, so maybe after God of War, I will actually switch and play Deathloop. We shall see. My name is Brian Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Bros93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.